welcome back to the Kevin and Cassie show. What's up, America? I'm Cassie with my dad here, Kevin. Marathon man. And by the way, I'm sporting a new Krells running company hat that will be made available soon on our website. Um, we can't order them until after the pandemic is over, but little product plug. Yes, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, here with another episode of our podcast. Today we're going to kind of deep dive into starting the business. It's been about two years since Kevin here left his old job and branched out onto his self. So we're just going to kind of talk through that process, what it looked like then, what it looks like now, and kind of the future. Um, but kind of before we dive into that, we're just going to give you some you know quick updates on kind of where we're at and what we're doing um this is about week four i guess of the quarantine now uh, we're still at our house in pennsylvania thankfully you know we're all safe our family's safe running some exercising uh our weekly trips to the grocery store you know watching tv trying to read a little bit doing life the work is, life is good yeah i mean i really can't Complain. I, I don't know if it's just the positive outlook that I that I normally have, or I just don't. Thankfully, you know, I don't really get a lot of like anxiety and th- stuff around this. So, I don't know. I think I've been feeling pretty good. Pretty, you know, what happens happens. How about you? I always feel good. I mean, there are times where I I actually had to stop reading the news on my um app, my ABC Channel Six app, or uh, listening to the news because you never hear anything good. Um. About the darkest day for me, and it was when he closed the schools, and we talked about that, and because it was like, oh, it's for real, when he closed the schools. But you know, life life is good here. Um, everything's an adventure. Going to the store now, it's amazing how like giant here has went from even two weeks ago, like open store, you walked in, no yeah. problem. Now it's like the zombie apocalypse hit. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I guess, what day? Last week on the 13th was the two-year anniversary of you, I guess, maybe putting on a Facebook status the, the saying... Facebook announce of two years ago, it was the Facebook announce of Krell's Running Company. Which it's so funny um, because I specifically remember Katie, my sister, and I um, messaging each other because like I think you maybe had left your old job like that day or the day before and I remember we both were like he shouldn't post on Facebook like it should be some like like once we had a plan like a big announcement and then I remember you posted and we both were like "Mm, okay well actually wait it's not how it really went down because I did not write this all right hold on Hello, family and friends. Well, you must have told no. You must have told us. You must have told us that you wanted to post, and we were like, okay, let us. There's background to this. Hold on, hold on. Hello, family and friends. I hope all is well. I am reaching out to share with you that after 14 years, I've decided to part ways with the Y. But as they say, one door closed, another one opens. I am very excited to share that I have officially begun the process to start Krell's Running Company LLC. Exclamation point. Crail's Running Company is a community-based business working to meet the needs of all runners. Whether they are Boston Qualifier or training for your first 5K, Crail's Running Company strives to bring together the local running community through personalized group services, programs, and events. Be on the lookout for more information and official launch details of this new venture. Thank you all for your continued support. I look forward to sharing the next chapter with you all. Look for us on the Facebook. Well, and I think what's so funny about that is, like, this, like, obviously we have been talking about the running company for 
years, years before, but like, you know, we had ideas, whatever. But what I think is funny about this post and whether you wrote it or me or Katie, whoever like brains put it together at its core, like that's still what Crosby and Company is. And it's funny because like you didn't end up having the launch party for probably six months after that. Maybe, and yeah. yeah and it was just these ideas developed, which I think is is just pretty interesting. That, well, which I mean, makes sense. But the funny part about this is we weren't going to say anything or launch, but when I left the Y, um, and that's all different podcasts. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, they sent out an email to their staff that made it sound like I was terminated, um, or actually it was like my decision to leave. We just kind of decided it was time to part ways. And that was launched. So a lot of questions were being asked, and it was rushed to put out. I remember um, we decided, you know, to put it out because we didn't want the impression of that I was that I was let go. By the way, yeah, we wanted we wanted to beat to the punch. Say, hey, look, I left because it was my decision to leave, and this is what we're doing. Um, you know, this is the next thing, not just oh, I left the Y. I have no clue what I'm doing. And the funny part about the story is I really had no clue of what I was well, going to do with this whole thing. But that's that's okay. I mean, yes and no. I think, you know, obviously we had talked about the running club or the running company for a while. Yes. And granted, when you left in that moment, did you know that you were going to launch it and that it could be, it would be, you know, your main full-time job? No, but... Okay, but even from the concept of what it was going to be, Oh, yeah. What, I mean, it's always evolving two years later or a year and a half, whatever it is. You know, it was just one of those like, oh, you're going to start a running company. Oh, you're selling shoes. Yeah. Oh, no, we're not selling shoes because, one, I don't like feet and two, <laughs> whatever. Uh, they do the good of that job. Jenkintown, Bucks County running, they all can sell the shoes. And then people like, so what the hell do you do then? Yeah. You know, and it was like, oh, we're going to like train people. Um, we're going to maybe take some trips uh yeah like no really like concept of what it was going to look like at this time because that's why we didn't want to say anything because we really didn't have this concept and we weren't official business at all yeah so i guess okay so i guess let's take you know a few steps back (laughs) yeah that's the rewind (laughs) so Step one, even bef- long before you kind of left the why, like what prompted even the initial discussions of, oh, you know, I would one day want to s- launch my own running company? Well, I've always wanted to own my own company. I just, even when I was in college the first time, that was always like uh, something that was on my mind. I had no idea what it was going to be, but I always wanted to run my own company. And then I wanted to own a bar. I already called straight up because I like cheers, you know, back in the day. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't know that. All right. Um, I've always just. Yeah, I always wanted to run own my own company, and the running just materialized over the years from the wife creating the different programs. You yeah, know? Um, in that world and other like gyms, whatever you got programmers, and there are people who create the programs. And I've been always had the gift of being able to create programs, sustainable yeah, programs. You know, throughout the years, if you look at the why, um, there are all their running programs except for the original five k program, which Skip and Sharon developed and gave all the credit for came from um, my brain and how to determine to do it, that kind of things. You know, and the other people have taken them in a bigger, that's great, but I've always wanted to kind of do it on my own. And for the running thing, it just started where I did the Broad Street and Beyond group, where mm-hmm. I trained people for Broad Street who worked. It was this whole different gig, run, walk, crawl, whatever. And we had 45 people sign up for it yeah. the first time. And I was like, holy crap. 
um, what do you do? And that was just kind of sparked it to say, hey, you know, that yeah. passion of like I was going above and beyond, you know, doing yeah. this, working with people, emailing. I don't think we were big texters back then with that, you know, organizing the bus to take them down there to bring them back. Yeah, you saw the potential and what it could be. You saw the potential. That's what you like to do. And like everyone always said, not everyone, a bunch of people like you should do this full time. And I was like, well, I work at the Y. I can't do it full time. Yeah. You know? Um, and I saw how much, you know, say income, if you want to say, all the running programs are making for the Y. And I'm sure they would like argue this. All right. But I mean, I made a, a lot of money just on the running program. Yeah. The track programs and things like that. And you, know, you figure a hundred or a hundred bucks, 48 people, you know, yeah, it's and a good they, amount of money. kept signing up. Yeah. And I mean, I think it, you know, was at least at the Y at the time was kind of first of its kind. So I think it was you know, a unique opportunity that you've then kind of been able to take now of really putting whatever thoughts or ideas you have into it and just kind of seeing what sticks because if something doesn't really exist, it's like, okay, well. Well, what always made it unique, even in those running groups was, and I always said we were the stepchildren of the training groups, mm-hmm. you know, and this is not a knock on any groups. I mean, they're great. I love the road runners. I love Burlington Running Company. I mean, I think, um, whatever but then they're all great you know people get together we just had the different people like who we ran funny we looked funny i mean i called it the bitching moaning cursing spinning group and those were the ladies well yeah it, yeah it wasn't so it, it was, was just a different breed different type of, of people that we attracted and that's our shtick even today no definitely because it's the people that want to be runners but don't want to be a runner you know what i mean like they don't have that oh, I run and I can only run with fast people and this, that, and the other thing. And it's even if people do have that mindset coming into it, they kind of realize, like, who we are and that it, as much as it is obviously centered around running, it really is, like, that relationship aspect of it. Yeah. And, I mean, just the fact and, you know, again, more people that we can eventually have on, but the Kristens and the Chrissies and the Missies and the people that have just really been with us from – the beginning? 10, 15 years ago, and it's just funny because the, you know, the running will kind of come and go, but, you know, the friendships are there, which I don't think that you could say for every, not just running group, but every, you know, program or well, yeah, I mean, gym the, or whatever. program ends, and this isn't a knock on gyms, because, and like, um, whys and whatever, when the program ends, the program ends. It's yeah. over, thanks for coming, did you sign back up? No, why didn't they sign back up? Because it comes down to the money. You know, and that's okay because it's a business. Let's just call it what it is. You know, where, yeah, you have a good relationship while you're there, but once they leave or they, they end their membership and it's like, okay, see you. Oh, I, yeah. I remember one thing at the Y, what really struck me is like we kind of like morphed into something that when I first started, uh, we weren't anymore. People would just quit and we would be like, oh, well. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like why they quit. And we would say, oh, we did surveys and we really care, but... It was like, oh, yeah, they long member, long lasting member quit. Oh, okay. Well, and I think that's such a benefit of having a small, any small business is that you can really then take the time and have this conversation with people and say, okay, why, why did you quit? And then kind of figure out, okay, I can use their unhappiness or their feedback to then make the company better. So if you can get them back as a customer, great. But if it in turn helps you get five new customers, even better. But, okay, so that was kind of the back end. And, you know, I think a whole separate discussion will kind of be 
your time at the Y and Y and that whole experience. So you know, mm. tune back in for That's like a sixteen partner. Yeah, right? tune back in for a later date when we unpack all of that. Not in the current mindset for either of us right now, but so it was April twenty eighteen. Um, what kind of you know? Obviously, like you said it was a mutual decision, and mm. what kind of was was it? a push did you feel uncertain in the why and you were just like you know what whether or not Krell's running is a thing I'm gonna go or did you feel more solid in this idea of Krell's running and you were like you know what now's the time uh, that's a good question uh, Krell's running actually paid played um, a very small 1% if that uh, part of this decision I had been unhappy at the why since 2014 I think when they moved me over to Warminster and that that was just an abomination that's like a 13 parter right there too um and you know the different programs and not it's a whole different thing but I wasn't happy and I was constantly putting my resume out and I think I just didn't have the guts at the time to even like yeah I would get interviews right and this is part a lot of people don't know I would get interviews I would take a phone interview but I would never like take the next step yeah which I think is very common but whatever and then um, you know then they moved me to um, Fairless Hills you know and it was kind of like you have to take it or you don't have a job you know kind of thing I was there it was miserable you know going to work every day I wasn't happy Um, it wasn't even so much I thrive on pressure work pressure that was never a thing or budget yeah it was just you know you're on the Titanic and you're driving toward an iceberg and you see the iceberg and it's like are we gonna I remember seeing the CEO are we going to turn from the iceberg or are we going to crash into it? Yeah. You know, and um, it was so toxic in my life. And, you know, I'm sure if the white people could get on here, that would be an interesting retrospect two years later how people feel. Um, but I was just burned out. I was done. I got, you know, blamed for things that I still don't agree with, you know, um, different instances or just, you know, it, was, it blew up. And I just said, you know what, to uh, my wife, I said, I'm done. I'm going to HR, and I'm, I want a package. Yeah. You know, and it was like, all right. And I had, you know, a low confidence at the time because they beat me down so much, and that's a different podcast, whatever. Like, can I get a job? Who's going to want me? I was 48 at the time, you know, but I was like, well, I can I can program, you know, um, and I can do summer camps. I did it. I did it in Doylestown. I built them up in Warminster and Fairless Hills. I had that on the right track. Um, I built a camp from nothing in Bristol Township. You know, yeah. I made 120 grand in it for a summer. So I wasn't too worried about that. I figure, you know what, if you're not going to take a bit of a pay cut. Yeah, there's something out there. But when you can't, when you open your email and, you, and your heart rate goes up, uh, it's time to go. All right. Truly like, terrible. Right now, who's listening in all seriousness? You know what? You know, I was such in a bad place where, yeah, I would get, you know, a heart, you know, my heart rate would go up. I had anxiety opening email because I didn't know what was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Or everything that you would say to anybody would come back and bite you, in my opinion. You know, someone else would argue that's not the case. But um, it just got to a point where I'm like, I'm done. And I was going away uh, to Memphis, uh, not Memphis, Nashville for a wedding, you know, and we went on a Thursday. And, um, you know, I remember I was like, this is it. You yeah, know? that's. But I was a good soldier. I was getting calls on Saturday or something Friday about problems, and I could have been like, screwed them out of here. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, yeah, came back that, that Tuesday, met at their Newtown branch. They're like, we'll give you the package. I got screwed on the severance. All right. Um, and I walked out and I was like, oh shit, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? Talking to my wife, it was like, you know what? You know, financially, this is what it is. We'll be okay for a little bit. Why don't you go for it? Yeah. You know, go for it. You want to start your running? I don't, basically, I think she wanted me to shut up. All right. You know, <laughs> 
because uh, I've been talking about wanting to start my own comp- running company. Um, um, and it was like, okay, what, what do I do now? Well, it's funny because just, I guess, to piggyback all of that, you know, like I said, we had obviously talked about it a lot. You know, we had obviously kind of seen the the downturn of you and the whole situation and and um and all of that. And then you know, I was in Nashville with you, and you know, I'm sure I was like, yeah, leave. Like I've been, you know, obviously pushing you to leave for a while. But no, I mean, I think it's just interesting the idea that because I think a lot of people a that want to start their own business, but then b are unhappy. Like those are two big two big things to leap into like it's a big leap to say you know what i'm unhappy in this job i'm gonna leave because that's the hardest thing it took you you just said four years you're unhappy like it took you four years to finally be like this is the end and then the other side to start your own business like that's a big plunge for people and whether or not they're doing it as a side gig or as a full-time thing like it's just scary and so i think the fact that you were you know able to do basically both of them back to back and whether or not Crails Running was really anything more than a Facebook status at the time still to say you know what I'm going to tell everyone that I've left my job and that I'm going to pursue this thing you still did take interviews and stuff after that but I think it was almost how you were at the Y when you were interviewing you were kind of like I'm not really fully in this other opportunities lined up but you know what I say like the good Lord just had a different plan, and that was for us to start this company. Going back to this in reflection, like we had to tell people something. Yeah. And that was the other, there was some pressure of like, you just don't quit your job, you know? And Definitely. And also, you know what, being um, prideful and stuff, you don't want to tell people, I mean, I'm comfortable with it now that I had anxiety, that I was depressed, that, you know, my self-esteem um, wasn't there, you know, that I had to leave because I just didn't feel like myself anymore so you had to tell people like, well I left because I really want to start my own my own business not that you know you're yeah that, you know. well and I think that was a couple of things that you said there is I think one people didn't know how unhappy you were at the why people you know your friends there's you know I could off the top of my head think of three people that knew because they also were feeling that way but most people didn't know and then I think you know, most people just didn't. You don't just leave your job, and no, so and I was the why guy. Uh, yeah, I exactly. Me, I was the biggest cheerleader. Now people call me after. They're like, "You were the why guy." Oh my god, you were the why guy. I can't believe you left. It must have been really bad. You were the why guy, and I'm like, okay. I still up to this time, people are like, "How the why?" And I'm like, I don't work there. Yeah. And even at the Rotary, I've been in Rotary now. I'm going to be their president, and I still have people in the Rotary like. What's going on with the why? I'm like, and I have my shirt on. This is Crails running. Which I think, and again, we can kind of circle back to this once we unpack your experience at the why, but I think that in itself really speaks a lot to you, though, that people that you haven't seen in years are still, oh, you're the why guy, the why, and I think that that has translated over just to, like, you and running, but then obviously has helped Crails running as it's like, oh, you're the running guy, and I mean, even now, like, if we walk with the dogs, people are like, oh, why aren't you running? Running. Yeah, that's a whole different, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, but I... I know the dogs walked. Yeah, but I think that that I guess persona or just that loyalty that you yeah, have oh, yeah. towards things has really you know what has driven the success of you know kind of cross running because as soon as you at least what from my perspective like as soon as you posted that Facebook status it was like you know what I'm all in and yeah. whether I make a hundred dollars if I make three hundred dollars three thousand dollars whatever like this is what I'm going 
to do. And I think you can see that from first was his Facebook status. Then it was, okay, you know, you filed for the, the, filed for the LLC. Then my friend Leah made the um, logo. Then you had the book and you found the pillars. Like, well, But then the first thing was like, well, okay, let me figure out ways I can personally coach. And I found this app, Coach Up, that I got put on, you know. I forgot about that. And I got a client, um, high school kid. You know, and it's funny. I was driving. The I'm glad I forgot about him. I said, "I'm either going to get a stud or I'm going to get the Y kid." Well, obviously, right. you're going to get the Y and kid. Start a group run. Yeah. All right. And I was like, "Okay, what the hell? I'll start a group run." And it was uh, in June. I want to say June was the first one, and we would meet at um, Peace Valley Park, Lake Lena, and it was a free group run for anybody who wanted to run. You know, and I think the first one we had five. But it was like, rain or shine, we got to meet there. We're going to run over. We're going to go. We're going to do it. Um, and that was being trying to be consistently meeting whomever. And that was the first, you want to say, step in trying to figure out, you know, what are we doing here? You know, it was like this this group run um, in, like, New Britain or Doylestown every Saturday, you know, going um, just to make sure, you know, it was, it was getting done. And, and we did have people, you know, turn out. And that morphed into... Um, something bigger that you know as the progression goes our group run moved and you know and that really set a tone for something um, from a business standpoint but that was a big part because I remember running with John Benson who was a big supporter you know when I first left and he was like so how are you going to make money yeah and I remember thinking we were on the dam running across the bridge and I'm thinking like how am I going to bullshit this guy alright because I don't know I have no clue I'm like I'm just doing we're running right here right <laughs> I also didn't have confidence in myself to think this could be successful because I thought, you know, I know there are people saying, well, who is, and they probably weren't, this is how your brain works. Who is this guy to, to do his own running company? Yeah. And well, let why me. Why would it be successful? Okay, so let me, I guess, just ask a question based off of this. Was there ever. Was there a moment like obviously you didn't have you didn't have all the confidence and maybe you felt this whole time I don't know if this is gonna see I don't know if this is gonna succeed like was there either a, a time or a trigger where it flipped for you where you're like okay like I see this being successful like I I can see the vision now or on the other side like did you see the vision and then was there ever a time where you were kind of like yeah, I don't know what's gonna be I, I mean I'm trying to think of like what was the the, the flip I want to say. One of the biggest things to see in my life was going back to coaching at the high school. Yeah. Um, I, Katie, uh, my other daughter was like, why don't you go coach at the high school? You liked it. I remember you being happy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that shit. All right. And then I reached out to Sam Lasarelli, who was the coach there, who I had known because I coached from before saying, hey, do you want a free coach? Yeah. And he was like, you want to be paid? I'm like, no, once because I'm collecting unemployment. I'm going to drain them suckers for whatever I can get out of them. I said, plus, if it doesn't work out. Yeah, then there's no obligation. There's no obligation. And um, go in every day and just kind of work with the, the, the kids, the boys, the girls, whatever. Um, I didn't do a lot of coaching, but I just did a lot of just talking and being there and getting to know the kids. But then um, I decided, you know, they're like, do you want to train the distance girls? You know, and I was a little intimidated, even though I have two daughters and I've worked with teens, but to have like a group of teenage girls from Central Bucks East. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like, you know, I just want to go back to Burlington. All right. But um, so I think I started to come out of it then. Um, reading the book, The Art of the Start, that you got me at the Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, um, that that was that was huge. Um, 
because it really made sense because the Arthur writes, and I recommend to any anybody who wants to know a business entrepreneur, it talks a lot about things, but um, instead of a mission statement, because they're sort of like 1990s, you know, or 80s, uh, you come up with like three words to describe your business. You know, you think uh, cool, refreshing drink, you think Coke, you know, and so I came up and I thought about it, and it's an exercise in the book, uh, relationships, running adventure. And, you know, in other words, we call them buckets. So everything you do should fall into one of these buckets or yeah. two of these buckets. That's why you know it's, it's real. And I thought of thinking, okay, you know, relationships is the key. Our tagline was always, um, Crail's running company where relations continue after you cross the finish line. Like mine messed up my own tagline. <laughs> you know, because we care more about the person. Because you get coaches or whatever. Once the race is over, it's like, okay, see ya. Yeah. We wanted to make it more like, hey, you're part of a family. Then another big decision where I knew what I wanted to do was I had to get the hell away from uh, Lake Alina. And this isn't against the lake and nature and stuff. But, um, <laughs> you know, it just was. I live in Jamison. You know, our company's in Jamison. Um, I knew the park and rec people. And I was said, you know what? I want to meet with them to see if I can get some programs going. This is what I used to do. And I was like, let me see if they want a free running group. So you think it was just kind of all of those things about just like legitimizing the business that just made you feel. Well, yeah. yeah. And I said, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was like in the fall. And also, I started feeling better about myself. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool when you get your shirts and people wear your shirts, you know. Yeah. It's like hand in hand. Um, and I picked up a couple clients. And also, and I'll tell you this. Um, I got a, I picked up Fast Steph, all right? She was a reference from someone I worked with at the Y. She messaged me like, I'm going to recommend my friend. Are you still doing this running thing? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> got like, nothing else going on. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but also, like, my first legit, like, runner. Mm-hmm. All right, like, for the fall. Um, following one of my plans and my coaching. And when you start getting that success and you see that, yeah. you know, I was like, Okay, I always knew I could do it, but when you're in that state of mind of like, it's always second guessing. When you come from a, a toxic environment where everything is second guessed, yeah, there's no confidence. I can't believe you said this to that person, what have you. It, it does. After a while, you're like, why would anybody want me to? Who am I? I've only run at that point 27 marathons, yeah, or ultra marathons. I've coached for years. I was the high school coach of the year back in 2004. Who would want me? You know, but. Well, and I think it's, you know, you can list all of those things that you just did, but it's until, and like, I can sit here and be like, dad, like you did this, that, like, obviously like you should feel this way, but it really is all internal and it's really not until you feel like you can be successful. At least you have the tools to do it that you can really you know, fully commit to something and fully say, okay, you know, this is going to be my job, my business. And like, I mean, I think for me, just on the other side, like people all the time, like ask me, oh, like what is your dad's company? And like, I just think it's funny because I've always had confidence in it because I obviously know you, but it's just interesting when I am with you, like over the past two years, it was oh, you know, like, I, this is, like, my, I'm kind of doing this thing right now, and, you know, we're trying to figure it out, and, like, I have this business, and whatever, and then now you're, you know, back to yourself, and, oh, you want to give me money, and... Well, that was a big thing, and also, I didn't know how to charge people, and I've never been shy asking money for money. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, but I didn't feel, like, great, and I had people, we're supposed to Marine Corps Marathon, and I was injured, and I could hardly run, and then the two people who signed up with me. I didn't even charge them because they didn't know how to. We didn't have the tribe memberships then. They dropped out of the marathon. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, like it's like a sinking ship. I mean, 
I'm not even being paid. Yeah, and I'm losing are, people. Yeah. Um, but that was right because it was all a time of healing and just even my body was beat up, you know, um, I overdid some things, but I think it was, we got through the fall and I started to get the confidence back and I picked up Steph and she did, you know, extremely well. I don't even know if I charged her and, you know, to tell you the truth, maybe I, I can't remember. I did sell, but then I really sat down and said, okay, like, what am I going to do? So I started reading the book. Um, you know, you gave it to me right away and it just, it gave me great insight, like plot out what you want. And you start getting a kind of that book really was like, okay, like put up or shut up, I think was the main thing. Yeah. Right? Even cause I wanted a launch party and I kept saying, we're going to have a launch party. I'm going to launch party. I'm going to launch party. And I don't know why then I went to launch party, but it was like, you know, I think it was just to kick it off for real. Yeah. You know, we kept saying, oh, it'll be summer. Then we, oh my God, I'm getting memories down. We would fight. I went in the backyard. No, you got to Oh, no, at some place. Which, okay, which I have to say, I mean, we fought about this launch party for a very long time. It was going to be in the summer. It was going to be a backyard party. It was going to be at the VE. All these things, catered to DJ, whatever, ultimately ended up having it at a venue like self-catered it wound up being great it wound up being in january and like i think all of those things like it couldn't have been in the summer because you didn't have enough customers you didn't have the confidence you didn't really know what you wanted the place like is fun like in our house has become kind of a hub but i like still that there's a separation like you meet at Meyerway park rather than our house 90 percent of the time like it is nice that there's a separation from our house and the business and i do just think that that launch party like you know you had a video and you stood in front of everybody and like it was really a time to just be like here's where we're at here's where we're going and i really well we're, we're at the the hilton here in warrington you know, we did a, a good month of, like, push. Yeah. People out. I got my old contacts. I invited everyone and anyone, you know, to come, you know, hear about it. And I have to say, yes, I mean, we get more into that. Um, there's a little bit of video or whatever. But um, the presentation was short. The beer was good. All right. <laughs> short for him. Short. Not party. short for the average Joe, but. But it was my party. All right. <laughs> it's my party. All right. Um, and we had shirts there. It felt like great turnout. And what we really met a lot was like this, the old CEO of the Y, Gene Smith, and his wife came. Yeah. And then my um, former boss, Ro, came, you know, to support it. And that meant a lot because, you know, they didn't have to. I mean, I left the Y, you know, and they weren't yeah. here either. But so I think the launch party really was like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And I had partnered with the township. Yeah. So just, I guess, a few follow-up questions to that. So... You know, you kind of mentioned track and how that kind of has circled you back, and it's obviously something that you still continue. How, you know, none none of these girls are your direct clients, but how has it in turn, you know, help you either just develop structure or develop clients or relationship? You know what I mean? Like, what would you say has been the um, biggest takeaway from? I think it just helps me. I like always like working with teens. Yeah, and seeing their success. Um, we seen girls just over the last year really blossomed in their running you know to where they were like the jv and they didn't think they were like ever fast now where they're the ones we're going wow the most improved yeah you know you can really see the improvement um and unlike adults at times they don't complain as much mm -hmm. you know i mean they complain but not complain complain um and just seeing their willingness to run and listen and be like oh that really works and it's validation of like oh maybe i do know what i'm talking yeah. about yes now that you're you know, kind of two years into it, two years removed from the why, you know, whatever. Is there anything that you would change or do differently? Business-wise? 
I mean, just both. I think stepping into the business, anything within the business, just anything I mean, that. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I would do anything differently because it's all uh, evolves. Yeah. I mean, the membership option that we have is fantastic, and that was Toby, uh, who's our accountant and one of our members. He was like, "Why don't you charge monthly?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I don't know." Yeah. And then we launched the tribe membership and the friendship membership. You know, and um, that's been great because it's recurring income. You know, but that was a, a, an evolution. You know. So it's nothing. I mean, yeah. So I don't, and I don't even know that I had to take that time before this January to figure out. Yeah, which I think is honestly like the biggest. That to me is always shows like the true, I guess, success. The true progress is just you know recognizing each situation and saying no, I don't want to do this differently. I just kind of want to learn from it. Exactly, and so I guess from that, and this is like a two part question: is one. What has been the biggest takeaway so far from, you know, leaving the Y, starting your business, expanding the business, all those things? Uh, I think it's the relationships, if that's, you know, what I can say. Like, we've made so many new relationships and seeing people refer us out to their friends is huge to me. Um, You know, we picked up Sue, who lives in Connecticut, because she was friends with, with Chrissy Norcross, you know, and just having that that client there. Hillary, we'd be picked up from Sarah, who lived locally, but now she's in Virginia and is still with us. You know, and forming those relationships with people, you know, it's just been amazing um, to do that. And I just think if you can, our business is based on that, on that, you know, relationships. We lose relationships. No, I mean, I agree. I think, obviously, the relationships from the very beginning, from 10 years ago, the first Broad Street and Beyond group, that has been what has carried it through and I think, you know, has been the driving force. Um, and so I think, you know, kind of to round it out, you know, you've mentioned a lot of books that you've read and a lot of people that you've talked to. If you could kind of pull one quote or best piece of advice or something that you've read or someone's told you or even something that you would then pass along to someone that is either starting a business or running or leaving their job. Uh, you gotta put me on the- something that's just really stuck with you. All right, hold on. I need to look up my, um, my quote. Hold on. I want to make sure I get it right. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. We're holding. <laughs> All right, there's a Walt Disney quote, and I don't have the whole thing, but it says, um, it's kind of fun to do the impossible, and but it does go on to say, we don't look back for too long, always always looking forward to create new things. And I've always liked his quotes, but that one just really kind of stuck at me when I saw it, you know, because I know everyone has doubters, you know, and I don't care. Um, it could be family, it could be friends, or whatever, and, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you're 48, you're leaving this job, and you're starting your own business, you know, who are you, or that's not going to, well, that's not going to work. I mean, I, I did hear, you know, it's not me just being paranoid, like, good luck with that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I would tell people I had no idea what I was doing, I remember Dave Ball, the superintendent, I was like, yeah, I know, um, and I was like, okay, but that kind of, now that kind of pushes me to say, you know what, every time we achieve something, it's like, you know what, it is kind of fun, like, when you're doing things that, like, you didn't even think that were possible, Yeah. you know? Um, I mean, our company I look at is, you know, I'm a one-man band. I got great friend, like two great friends who helped me out. I was trying to get <laughs> right. Oh, my God. You know, um, that helped me out as group leaders and stuff. But still, it's, you know, when you're you're the leader. I'm the leader of it. You know, they want you know, my personality, whatever. And that's not a humble brag. It's just, you know, Corral's running company is, is me, you know. Um, but as we expand, it's like making sure those relationships are done and kind of seeing that impossible grow. You know, I do like, I overkill the song, The Greatest Showman, The Greatest Show. But it, it reminds me of this of this last couple of years. It's just been one great show. We've been all over the country. 
you know, running different races. I mean, Chicago, where, you know, repping the, you know, repping the shirt. Anywhere there's a shirt. And it's really cool to see other people now they're doing it. You know, not just obviously me. What else would I wear? But, you know, seeing other people wearing our shirts, want to wear our shirts. You know, I swear someone's going to get curled running tattoos someday. All right. But just seeing that excitement and people just um, reaching out to us now. Yeah. Facebook, you're not saying, I've been stalking you on Facebook. Really play to your strengths, you know, and believe you don't got to reinvent the wheel. As my boy Ed Millette would say, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, we always think we need the great next big idea. You know, like, and as the Bible says, there ain't nothing new under the sun. You know, just think like, look, I can do this and I can do it better. Yeah. You know? No, and I mean, I think... You know, from all of that, just the biggest takeaways are just go for it and just see what happens. And, you know, I think the the hard work and the and the diligence and the time, you know, really it pulls through. And I think as long as you, you know, have the idea and whether or not that idea develops light years beyond what you ever could have imagined or it turns into a completely different idea, but just really you know, standing behind that feeling of, you know what, I'm going to go back and be, you know, an entrepreneur. And, you know, what you said at the beginning of this podcast was from college, from high school, I always wanted to start my business. And, you know, who would have, literally, who would have thought you were heavy, heavy for a little bit. Who would have thought that, but who would have thought it would have turned into a running business or even you at the Y, there's so many different things where you was that you could have done. And so I think just really, I don't know, just having that, that push and you know that that's that spirit that you've always had of i'm just gonna go and get it done and i'm gonna you know do this and you know just kind of figuring it out and i think for anyone that is you know kind of starting a business or wants to start a business or wants to leave their job or whatever it is like i think that biggest thing is just do what makes you happy and follow that impossible yeah so that's it for today's podcast um thank you for listening as always, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Crails Running. Um, if you have any questions or anything that you know you think you want us to talk about or whatever it might be, feel free to reach out. If you would like any merch, the hats, as previously mentioned, head to CrailsRunning.com. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Deuces.